0: Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. All right, this is Alan Blaine, and I am fired up to interview our special guest today, Jake Herbert. Let me tell you a little bit about Jake. Jake is a happily married man to his wife, Janelle, and together they have four amazing children ranging in age from 10 to eight months old. Jake identifies himself as a father and a Christian, and he's also a real estate investor, a business coach, a self-proclaimed ninja, which I can't wait to hear about that, and a former Olympic wrestler. Yes, you heard me right, former Olympic wrestler. He's a nine-time U.S. national wrestling champion, three-time world medalist. You know, wrestling and hard work and his core beliefs of being learning-based have taken him to over 36 different countries, competing, meeting with the best of the best, including working with rock stars, celebrities, billionaires, and presidents. And after Jake retired from competitive wrestling and moved his wrestling mat to the business world, he's helped to launch and create Five different businesses since 2014, as well as coach and consult leaders around the world and their teams. His working time is spent with the Dad Edge Business Mastermind, where he and his team help fathers who are business owners to create extraordinary marriages and epic connections with their kids and families while they continue to scale their business. And that's the order of priorities. That's important and intentional. So, with that, Jake, I just want to say welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast. You ready for this? I am, Alan. Thank you very much for having me on. Man, I'm excited. I've given our listeners just a little intro to a little bit of who you are, but if you could take us all the way back and kind of in warp speed, like tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today, a former Olympic wrestler, world champion. All the things, all the different businesses you're doing. How did you get here? So
1: there's a lot of chapters to yeah. that, right? And that's that's almost forty almost forty years <laughs> of history that I'll do. Uh, the first thing I want to do is um it's always so awkward when you have somebody read your bio about you. Right. Because you never know what to do. I just kinda wanna Ricky Bobby it with my hands. <laughs> you know, but like that that sounds amazing, right? I, I wanna hang out with that guy. And it's really funny reading that because I'm like, Oh yeah, I did do all that stuff because uh, Nobody hears. I didn't I didn't like I said, I know we talked earlier about like the reverse file, right? The one of like all my failures and those those things, which we will dive into and peel back here, because those things have made me who I am, you know, which is which is great. But yeah, born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, came from a great family. Uh mom and dad are still together. In my backyard, I ran up the street, was there with my grandma. My grandfather bought a bunch of land. My dad and his brother started developing custom homes. I worked you know, for the family business, there growing up as the machine in the labor force, me and my my uh, my cousins and a couple other people in the area, and wrestling was a really big part of my life, then there and still kind of is. So that's what kind of taken me. It took me on this big journey of essentially it saved my life. Right? Like, there's a point where I wasn't getting the best grades, wasn't hanging out with the right people, and but I had this big goal in wrestling that I wanted to win a state championship. I wanted to you know win a national title. And get a college scholarship, and uh, succeeded with that, and, and just continuing to go in the wrestling room and choose the harder path versus the easier and fun path uh, really paid dividends, and it took me to Northwestern University uh, in Chicago and wrestled there from 2003 to nine, and then kind of um, did so much better in school there just because of the focus and the people that I was around, which made it fantastic. Because then when I graduated in 2009, I hit every athlete's dream was. After college, they allowed me or gave me the opportunity to basically still stay there, come on as like kind of a coach, just continue to train, don't have to take classes anymore, and get to uh, compete in the sport of wrestling. And uh, you know, in two thousand nine, I, I was able blessed to earn my spot on the the world team to make the the world finals and win a take home a silver medal from the world championship at that team. And then from there. It just made sense. Twenty twelve was the next Olympic cycle, and I competed, you know, for the twenty twelve Olympic cycle and through the two thousand sixteen Olympic cycle, wrestling. And that's kind of then what took me to Pittsburgh, or sorry, to Ann Arbor, Michigan. I Followed my coach there in two thousand eleven, made my Olympic team twelve there, and then met this amazing group of guys that we continue to train with and start some companies with. And that's where I'm in today. So now I'm in Birmingham, Michigan, at forty years old. Met my wife in two thousand thirteen. We have four kids together. 10, 5, 3, 9 months, they're on the other side of that wall. And so at some point, they might come in here. The nanny went home a little bit early today, but it's just a huge blessing being able to go from these chapters of Jake, the high school wrestler in Pittsburgh, Jake, the college wrestler, the Olympic wrestler, and now, you know, Jake, the father, you know, father and, and, and businessman. Yeah. So that's kind of like the chapters um, that we can start to peel back and dive into as the, as the summary, the highlight. Yeah,
0: and you've got several businesses going on, right? I mean, you've got your... Kind of or recap that for us or highlight that for us. I'll let you do it. You've got several things going on. Yeah, too many things going <laughs> on, right? Um,
1: and <laughs> uh, it, it, it's great. So I started a uh, apparel company when I was still training and competing right, called uh, Double Leg Ninja. And the one founder of that broke off and started this company called State and Liberty. You guys look up that, they're now in 30 different stores. They're out there everywhere. They do athletic gear for athletes. So that was founded in 2015. And now that is in 30 stores nationwide. I mean, they are, Stephen and Lee are crushing it. And I don't do too much with them. I just have a little bit of ownership in it. I do some of the commercials. I'm sure if anybody that puts State and Liberty on, you'll see an ad of me flipping in a suit. Coming up and around, it's it's between me and Tim Grover are the two best performing ads that they have there, so that one's doing awesome. But I I don't have much day to day in that too. I'm just very very blessed to be a, a part of that with Stephen and Lee, and just continue to watch them do their success. Then um, I got into real estate and coaching, right? So I've always done camps and clinics, traveled the world doing that. You know, I, I'm like the the best uncle to ever come in to a town. Right, because I'll end up coming into the town and leaving with like five or ten best friends and, and a big experience and really looking to, to motivate, to impact, to change these kids' lives, to get them to think a little bit differently, and kind of leaving them with a you know a set of foundational skills that they can continue to work on and the town can work on. So I love that. I love bringing communities together for that. So um, I had my coaching and consulting that I go and I do wrestling coaches and camps for, and that then went into um, I got obsessed with real estate. Right, started buying uh, houses. Here in Detroit, we've moved up into apartment buildings. So we're still doing real estate investing. Mm-hmm. We partner with people on different deals, just depending on the deals. So sometimes we're an investor, sometimes we find the deals. So I, I'm super passionate about continuing to build my portfolio there for our family I'm, and for our investors. And then I have my license. So I, I get to help people and friends around here do that. Uh, and then obviously I have the coaching consulting where I, I, I do work with a small handful of clients. I keep that really limited just because of my time and my stretch. And everything else um, that I do day to day is my big chunk of work and time is is with the dad edge boardroom. So we are a group of fathers who are business owners. And all we do is like we sit around, we've created this container of just amazing men that we do life together with, right? Where everybody helps each other as a father, as a business owner, and as, as people that we want to be the best, you know, have the best relationships with our wives and kids that we can while continuing to be the best version of ourselves. And making sure our businesses are scaling, right? So so again, uh, there's a great question out there of you know what's the purpose of business? And to me, this this answer means everything, right? If you're a business owner and somebody asks you, well, what is the purpose of your business? You're gonna hear, oh, I wanna serve my clients to do this, to do that. The best answer I ever heard, and I continue to, to keep that with me, is the purpose of owning a business is to fund a perfect life. So you really have to be clear on what is a perfect life and what is the funding that it takes and then kind of work backwards from that. So that's kind of where I keep that to my heart and to my mind of my business could be ran a lot better. I could be, be doing way better and all that stuff, but at what cost? Yeah. You know, what, am I, what am I willing to sacrifice in order to do that? And what am I not willing to sacrifice?
0: I love that. I love that so much. So what I hear you saying is you view the business as, the said maybe in different words, but correct me if, if I'm wrong, you view the vehicle, the business as the vehicle to provide the lifestyle, your, your ideal lifestyle that you want to live and lead with your family. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And said it so much better. That's why you're the author. And, <laughs> you
1: know, I'm the wrestler. Now. No, I don't know about you that, know. Jake,
0: but, <laughs> but I'm just repeating back what I think I heard you say. And what, what is the, I don't know if I want to say the opposite of that, but what is the trap that you feel like people that aren't entrepreneurs and business owners that aren't executing that in that way, what are they doing? But what is the opposite of that?
1: Yeah, so the the business owns them, right? A uh, business owns them, or their job owns them, and this is something that I, I know I've I've done different, right? If if you want to be like everybody else, do what everybody else is doing, and I've never wanted to live my life like that. There's not many Olympians out there. There's not many nine, you know, national champions out there. When the, they say the the path is always lonely on the extra mile, uh, and it's true. So I really am, really am obsessed about this quote of of, of You hear this financial freedom, right? The ability to do what I want, when I want, with whom I want. And that is like sovereignty and that is freedom. And that is something that hits me at my heart. No pun intended, not my Grinch heart, my normal heart. I know the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah, for anyone not on
0: YouTube, watching this on YouTube, (laughs) you'd be able to see on YouTube that he's wearing this great Grinch shirt. shirt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we had had the kids holiday parties today, so I'm still in, in costume with it. So when I do my weekly planning, right, it's about controlling my time right? My weekly planning, my year planning. And what I do, what most people do is they go, all right, I have work and I'm going to try to squeeze in my health, squeeze in my kid time, squeeze in my friend, my relation, everything else around work. Uh, that never, that never, quote unquote, pun intended, it didn't work for me, right? I, I didn't want to live my life that way. So when I look at my calendar, I start with a blank week every week and I fill in, when am I going to be there for my family, right? When am I going to be there for my kids, with my wife? What are we having to, what are Not just, what am I taking them to school? What am I going to do with them this week? Am I taking them to wrestling practice? Are we going to a park? Like, where's my family time first? Where's my wife time? Are we going on a date this week? Do we have one-on-one? Where are our friends' time? Are we getting together with this? And I kind of lay all that. And then where's my health time? What am I working out where it's happening? So then I have this calendar and I have, all right, family, health, uh, workouts, friends, relationships, all that in there. And then what I do is, you know, I fill in work around those gaps, which is very different. And that takes a different mindset because it's a lot different when you have just an eight-hour work stretch versus, hey, I'm squeezing in two to three-hour blocks here. And you have to really know what you're working on and be really intentional about the work
0: that you do with the time that you get. And that's such a great point. I think I I always think I love everything you're sharing. I think of the example, and I, I probably every listener has experienced this, where you're Maybe going on a vacation, or you're you're doing something. You have this deadline, right? You have you're leaving the next morning. It is amazing what can get done. I remember I learned this years ago. It's like I, it dawned on me one day. I'm like, think about what I got done Friday before I left for two weeks on Saturday morning, and then thinking about what about that intention and that focus. If it was, if it was executed in like you're saying, an hour block or a two hour block in, with intentionality. Throughout our week, it's amazing what can get done. I, I don't think we realize how much time gets wasted or how poorly we can use our time, or most people use our time. Yeah. I love that. And I and also love that you shared, you know, early on when you were kind of sharing your life story, you said you always chose the harder path. And just a minute ago, you said, okay, you made it your mission. I'm going to choose the harder path. Once you decided I want to be a national champion. And, and a minute ago, you were saying that you, I forget how you said it, but basically the right choice is usually the choice nobody else is making or the minority is making. I don't know how you said that, but I'd love to hear a little more about that, your philosophy of life, just of choosing the harder path, not going the direction of the crowd and your thoughts behind all that.
1: Yeah, I don't mind sharing. So to to hit the first two, if if you haven't, look up Perkins Law, right? All work fills to expand the time allowed. You give yourself 12 days to clean a house. It's going to take you 12 days. You give yourself 12 hours, you'll find a way to get it done in 12 hours or at least 80% of it, yeah. um, You know, which is which is great. So that's that's step one, what, knowing that is so key. And so with knowing that and applying that to my life, it is about choosing the harder path, right? So being a wrestler and where I'm at, I'm the guy that I want to walk into a wrestling room and right away, who is the biggest, toughest, strongest person, the one that, that can be Basically beat me up, right? Which is which is great because if I if I if I'm that person in the room, I'm probably not in the right room. I need to find another room of that that to get in there, which becomes a good problem on its own, right? When you when you operate that, but then what you do is if you've gone up and you've wrestled and done the biggest, hardest, toughest human being, you battle them. Everything else in comparison is going to be easier, right? There's a quote like once you wrestled, like everything else in life is easier. And as biased I am, I really believe it because. <laughs> having to cut 17 pounds, you know, in, in a weekend and then go wrestle the number two ranked person in the nation, right? And for those of you who haven't done like a combat sport or something like that, like you got to understand, it's not like a six-minute sprint. It's a six-minute sprint like while, you know, in between, you know, laps, you're doing like burpees, like 150 burpees in between. It is every muscle being in your body when you're out there a match, an all-out cardio muscular war. Where you're going to be crawling off dead. So I, I love that mentality and just have just developed this mindset that the, the harder things are, are, the more I hurt, the bigger I smile. And I've just conditioned my mind and my body to, to love it and to love that. So that's in comparison. It's the same thing with my real estate business. The first house I did was I went and bought a, a tax auction property in the middle of downtown Detroit for like a thousand bucks. Right, that just looked like somebody just blew up and left, and then like there's just been a bunch of homeless people, and they're living there for the last like 15 years. And I did the hardest house flip in the world for my first one, and every other one after that has just been so easy in comparison, and so easy to manage. So that's that's where it is. I always just like it's eat the frog and start with the hard stuff. And <laughs> life's gonna be easy, right? Like put put on a put on a rucksack and walk around for a week straight, and then take it off and tell me how
0: much easier it is to walk around, right? right? Like I just I just love that that mentality
1: with everything that I do.
0: I love that. Yeah, there's a saying that uh, along that line that I've heard. You know, everything. If if you do what's hard, life will be easy. Or if you do what's easy, if you always do what's easy, life will be hard. If you do what's hard, life will be easy. I've modified it slightly because I don't think life's ever easy, but if you do what's hard, life will be easier. No doubt. You know, it may still be hard to hike that hill without a rucksack, but it's a whole lot easier than when you hiked it with a rucksack to your point. And I love that. And that's not a mindset that most people have. So I love that you're sharing that. We, we, by nature, without consciously working on these things, and if we've not been trained to do so, most don't, is we're looking for easy. We want the easy route. We want the easy way. And that doesn't always lead to the best relationships, the healthiest body, the most financially successful. Not, not The easy never leads to success in, in most of those things. So I love that you're sharing that. What do you think? I mean, has that been the key to your success? I mean, obviously, there's multiple keys to success in life. It's not one thing. But if you had to narrow it down to one thing or choose one of the bigger things, what would it be? Like your key to success.
1: Yeah. So And it's so weird because just in... in purposes, I don't consider myself successful yet, right? My, my definition of success is, you know, when people are telling me my kids' kids are great people, right? And and to take another step forward, right? Um, well, my kids' kids are great people. And, you know, I met my maker and he says, you know, well done, good and faithful servant, right? Which is um, two very different definitions of success. So I know that I'm not going to be able to succeed in the next week. I got years of work ahead of me which I enjoy, which I'm happy about, right? If, if you look at it and say, hey, I have years ahead of me and you don't have like a good outlook on that, like you're probably not doing the right things. It's that for sure of just finding ways to do hard things so that everything else is easier in comparison, especially to the normal person, because life's, it's a cost, right? You're, you have to pay the price for everything that you do. There is sacrifice that comes with anything and everything that you do. And do you want to pay the cost on the front end or do you want to pay the cost on the back end? And I'd rather know, hey, how much am I going to pay up front so I know what I have left over on the back to do versus like, eh, let's live in the moment now and then just suffer, suffer later. Like, no, I wanna, I wanna suffer now. And then, you know, that way I can just have those periods of, you know, then once it's hard, then you get those periods of things are easy and you're gonna be like, no, now I need to find ways to make it more challenging and put in that manufactured adversity. So that would be the one part of it. And the second part would be just, you know, your programming and your environment right so so your your current mental programming if you're listening to this podcast right now or this this youtube talk like you're you're out there you're you're intentionally programming your mind with something positive because you could be watching real housewives or drama or like crap that just like somebody else is trying to program your mind which alan you're looking to do this right now right we're all looking to we're, we're trying to pray, program this this audience that's listening right now into Doing the hard things and succeeding because we we selfishly want more of you guys in this world because then there's more of us that just continue to you know raise the tide and, and raise all ships. So again, then that goes in the second part is who you're surrounding yourself with, right? What's your environment? Who you're around? Where you're being? So that would be the big things. It's it's relationships with my success because I couldn't get to where I am with without all those relationships, right? Which um, I think one of the key relationships is ourself, right? A relationship with ourselves, and and that that as pointed a there's a there's a quote that was said is um, you're rarely going to have relationships healthier than your self-esteem. So you need to know like your self-worth and that thing. And I really liked the way that that was like kind of put because if you don't have high self-esteem or high self-worth, I guarantee you that's a reflection of a lot of your relationships as well.
0: So good. So good, Jake. A lot, lot of good wisdom you drop in here, man. Practical, helpful things for those of us that want to level up our success in every area of life, our health, our relationships, spiritually, financially, all the things. And I love that, you know, we're all of the same heartbeat that success in one area at the sacrifice of our health or our marriage or our children is not true success. And I loved your definitions of success very, very much. Have you, I mean, I know the answer, but. It's easy to think people that have had such success. I mean, it's it's hard to believe it's hard to even imagine being the level of elite athlete that you are and being an Olympian Olympian and even an Olympian of any sport. Sure. But an Olympian in one of the toughest sports on the planet, in my opinion, wrestling uh, for so many reasons. I say that, you know, just tons of success, success financially, success in your business, success in your health, your marriage, your parenting, all the things, by the way, love the idea of your success being what is your children's children how are they you know the the legacy essentially you left in them how that your life is affecting them and impacting them today generations to come i remember hearing about the iroquois indians and how they would judge every decision they made based on how is this not just going to affect our generation or even our you know children or children's children But how is it going to affect the generation seven generations down? And I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. But it's easy to think that people like you, we can look at you and go, man, you've had so much success. You're continuing to have success. Like life just must be easy. It must be easy. I know your parents have been married for 50 some years. You came from a great home. I mean, of course you're having success, Jake. I mean, But that's just limiting beliefs. It's excuses. It's victim mindset. It's stinking thinking. Can you share with us like what one or more of some of the challenges that you've had to face moving through all the success that you've had? Yeah, so we can get into that, which is great. This is like the anti-bio, right? You heard that beautiful
1: bio at the beginning, but man, I've had a lot of failures. I never won a national title until I was nineteen, so I failed at winning a national title. I think seven or eight times before I ever you know got my first my first true one, and only a one-time state champion in, in high school. It was always good. It was always up there, you know, sixth, third, second before in, in placing, but it's um, it's not there. I've had my first daughter was out of wedlock, right? So wasn't married. Uh, got a, my ex-girlfriend at the time, wasn't even dating her, pregnant. So became a father that was a, that was and is, still has this challenge, right, of co-parenting and, and what that's like. Uh, I've had two or three businesses go under, probably three that have shut down that haven't made it there before. I had some problems and a little bit of problems in college, right? gotten a little bit of trouble here or there uh, and just had some some good learning lessons throughout that. So I've, I've, I've messed up a lot, right? Injuries and setbacks. I and mean, I've had three, three, two, two surgeries, so on all my joints. So that's uh, five, ten surgeries at this point. Wow. Uh, in time. So every single one of those. And, and my first surgery being a major one of ACL repair before I even started my college career. So I didn't even know, hey, am I going to keep my scholarship? Am I going to ever be able to wrestle again back in 2003 before that happened? So there's there's just a ton of different like stuff. Even like today, like, I mean, I, I had a, a, a big failure in fatherhood yesterday, right? With a five and a half year old who after like 35 times of asking him to do some things and calm down, and finally, when we're at the barbershop and he takes the water gun and sprays it everywhere, Alan. Oh, I wow. mean, sprayed it everywhere after like 10 times of telling him to put it down and not listen and being like, you're in public and nice and respectful to losing my crap <laughs> on him in the car there, right? In the car ride home, right? So like, I'm still failing, but there's a, a great thing that Larry, Larry Hagger was saying from the from the Dad Edge and the Good Dad project was saying that it's every relationship you're gonna have that. And you know, where where it's really made is in the the repair. That's the mortar, that's the cement that holds the bricks and relationship together is, is how how you follow up after that stuff when you fall down, right? Because every successful person has has fallen down. I think the difference of success is how long you're down for. Right, like you know, I know the same way, Alan. Like you've gotten knocked down thirty, forty, fifty, eighty times. You get knocked down nine times, you get up ten. You know, yeah. you get knocked down a hundred times, you get up a hundred one. It's it's how long am I down for, and how long can I is that bounce back effect? Yeah, so I can get up there mentally and physically. Yesterday was hard. Yesterday, after starting my day yelling at my kid like that, it took me a good three to four hours to mentally come back from that realm and get back to things. Right. Yeah. and it was <laughs> it's it's just challenging. Just being real.
0: Yeah. And I love no, it. I, yeah. I love that you're being real because the reality is we all have our challenges and we all have our failures or our learning opportunities and I love what you said. I mean, it's not that successful people don't fail and it's not that successful people don't get knocked down, lose their patience, do all the things in, in, in anything, but it's how we respond to it. It's it's how fast we get back up, how fast we get our head in the game, how fast we can humble ourselves, how fast we can apologize, how fast we can make it right you know, within everything, within our ability to do so and keep moving and not lay there. Because yeah. I think that's what I see so often is someone gets punched in the face, figuratively speaking, in some way in life and, and they just lay there for way too long and lose valuable time. So I, I just think or that's... Or worse, they... They, they get up, Alan, and they start looking for like
1: that blame. And they're like, yeah. oh, it's somebody else, or they're not taking ownership of it. Like, hey, you got punched in the face for a reason. Like, very rarely are you going to be just be walking down the street and somebody's just going to clock you for no reason at all. Like, don't get me I'm not saying that doesn't happen because that does happen. Yeah. But very rarely is that. And even at that point, right? Like, ownership of blame, like, yeah, that just sucks. And that's just part of life, right? The, yeah. <laughs> it happens from time to time. Bad things happen. So it's just like, how do you respond to it is completely in your control. Absolutely. Um, and, and going to blame and you know not taking accountability is never, <laughs> never anything that's going to going to really help you to like you said take ownership of it and move and move to be able to move forward or to move forward you know with or without it rather you're going to bring it along with you or not. Absolutely.
0: Hey, I've got a question for you, Jake. You're the perfect guy to ask this. I mean, I I say this because I don't really know of. I, I'm not sure who I know personally that could be more mentally tough than you only because I know what you've accomplished and I know what I think I know what it takes to do what you've done, even though I truly don't know because I haven't walked in your shoes. But I can imagine, I got. I feel like I got a pretty good idea, okay? What I know about wrestling, what I know about the Olympics, what I know about life. So we all, when we're like going through a tough time and you mentioned several of them, you know, you've, you've mentioned several just a minute ago when I asked you, what are some of the challenges you've been through? on this journey of life and success along the way, we start having these, these, you know, negative voices in our head. And, and, you know, there's a good reason why the scripture, the Bible, and, and a lot of other personal development books that have taken those principles and built, you know, communicate them maybe in different words, say, we got to take our thoughts captive, right? We got to renew our mind. We got to control what happens in these six inches between our ears. And I'm thinking who better to ask than you? I mean, you obviously have been able to, I'm not saying you're you're perfect at it because I know you're a man, so you can't be perfect, but mastered those kind of areas. So what advice would you give to someone who, like to get through those negative voices in your head when you're in those dark times, those challenging times, when you just got knocked down and there's voices that you know aren't serving you well, like what is your advice to the person or to yourself in that situation? Even maybe going through some of those tough things. Yeah. So uh, one thing that I do is I call the
1: success hotline every single day. Uh, If you don't know what that is, you just Google success hotline, Dr. Rob Gilbert. The guy has been doing it for 32 years every day. He has never, and, he, and all he does, it's just a voicemail. You just call it, you go right to his voicemail box. It's not an 800 number, no cost to it. It's like a 973, blah, blah, Hi, you've reached Dr. Gilbert's hotline. Message number 34,617, I think it was something like that today's. He says this all the time. Talk to yourself more than you listen to yourself. Talk to yourself Good. more than you listen to yourself. And that's the number one thing. And, and you have to be intentional about it, right? Because I will sit there before my matches and I'll start, Pacing, and I'll start saying, you know, I, I'm going to start talking to myself myself. And I've had people be like, "Hey, you know, you look like you're insane, talking to yourself." I go, "Yeah, that's fine. Look like I'm saying I'm, I'm number one seed, I'm winning these, these tournaments because I'm talking myself up. I'm telling myself this guy doesn't want it more than me. You know, this guy didn't work harder than I did. This guy didn't sacrifice." More than I did. He, he he didn't he didn't go through bloody noses and shoulder surgeries, and he didn't cut fifteen pounds, and he didn't miss this thing or that thing. Like he's out there trying to take this match from me, and I, I'm talking to myself, I'm pumping myself up, saying this, and I literally just because it's it's in my is on my back, my neck are starting to stand up, my blood pressure, I'm getting ready to compete because that's that's the saying that I would say, like as I'm about to step out there on the mat, and I'm looking at my opponent, and I go from like. I'm the nicest guy in the world, Alan. You know it. Like, I'll take you out. Like, I'm super kind. I'm super hum- hum- Easygoing. humble. Easygoing. not humble. Super kind. Yeah, like, I just, i just, fond, good, goofy. Like, yep. I like to have a good time. But then when it's wrestling mats on the line, it is a different human being. I am going to out there and do whatever I can until you win because you're trying to take that national title from me, which is trying to feed my family. So you're essentially attacking my family. And that's the mindset that I would shift when I was out there. And So talk to yourself. You have to be intentional about what are you saying? What are your affirmations? Right. What are you grateful for? What do you what do you and 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 you gotta say them out loud to yourself. You gotta find those times of prayer, of talking, of writing, of, of whatever that is, of programming that to yourself in those times. And and that you can control, right? We can't control our first thought. And not saying I don't have bad thoughts, but we can't control our first right. thought, but I control my second and my third. Right. So I am literally every day, let's just say, putting in 150 units of of positive talk, a positive self, a positive thing, rather than be an audiobook, a conversation like this, my, my men's group at the Dad Edge, I, I'm constantly doing that. So even those four or five units of negative things that will come up, they're bombarded every single day. And when you've done that for <laughs> 30-some years, right, of positive self-talk, like my... You know, they, they, they have that Indian legend of like, you know, feeding the two wolves. You have like the wolf of like fear and doubt and anxiety and the, the, the wolf of like success and bravery and gratitude. And like, you know, the Indian goes, well, which wolf wins the fight? It's the one you feed more. Oh. So uh, my positive wolf is a freaking incredible hulk right now. And my negative wolf, you know, not to say he doesn't pop up from time to time, but he's, you know, he, he's like a four year old child at this point. So not to say that that four-year-old child doesn't get terrible. Yeah. Like I have one <laughs> over here. Like they get up there from time to time that not even the Hulk can can take on. But it's just, I'm just really intentional about that. And then about like the environment and people around me affirming what it is. So I, I hope that helps, right? And, yeah. and, and leads a little bit of clues of, of that, and that mental toughness. And then my favorite quote is like, you want to get tough? I love this. I, you can ask any of my kids. I wish one of them would run through this door right now. I'd be like, hey, how do you get tough? And they'd say right away, by doing tough things, you know, like <laughs> it's, as, it's as simple as that. You want to get tough, you do tough things and you just eventually build that, that zone of toughness up. And yeah, I look at people and I say like, literally it's, it's, it's weird when I talk to them because I've been in a, you know, in a, in a cage with John Jones, with Ben Askren, with Kumar Usom, with, you know, who was the UFC champion. Well, that was my easy day in, in the wrestling room in practice was grabbing the, the UFC champion now and just... Beating, I mean, it's wrestling. It's a different sport. Right. He wasn't punching me. He wasn't striking me. He wasn't trying to break my arms, but just like still was physically manhandling him and breaking him and, and other people of that cal- category every day. So when I say like there was a point in time in 2009 through 2016 where maybe, maybe there's a thousand people on earth in a hand-to-hand combat that would actually be able to take me. And and those thousand people that would win, they're not winning 10 out of 10 times. Right maybe there is 50 50 or 100 that would win 10 out of 10 times but they're going to be hurting yeah you know they're they're walking away like john jones isn't going to be looking at me and be like hey i want an easy launch i'm going to take him like john you're going to beat me but you're going to hurt yeah and, and so it better be worth it you know yeah. like
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and, and 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 yeah so it's it's just when you have that mentality now it's like all right great i've overcompensated with that so what is there that i can't do that i don't if if i, I put my mind to something and my folks and my energy in it it's going to happen it's just a matter of time
0: I love it. And and this would you say the application transfers over, translates over equal you know, just as well to say business for our listeners, they're like, Well, I'm 40 years old or however old are you 40 now? Is that what you said? (laughs) No, uh, I'm 38. 38. I'll be
1: 40 and yeah, 462. Okay, okay. So I I didn't think you were anywhere near
0: forty, but I thought I heard you say something about forty earlier. So okay. So thirty But our listeners that are 38, they're like, I'm never going to be in the UFC fighting Johnny Bones Jones. And I'm not going to be wrestling (laughs) on a mat going for the uh, US Olympic team. But do these same principles apply to life and business in every other way, personally? They do. A lot of them transfer over very well. And
1: some of them don't, right? Like some of them, like, you don't always need more intensity, right? right? Right. You don't always need, it's not always the smartest thing sometimes (laughs) in the business world. Uh, is intensity like you don't always have to just grind it out and make it like really hard. There are smarter ways of going about it. Yeah, and I'm just saying that's just that's just for me what it is, right? Like now, I can just go into jitsu gym and get a good workout in. But if you find that group of men of somebody that's, it, I call this the plus equal negative theory, right? And and we had this on the wrestling mat, but in in life, in all aspects. So take wrestling, take your health, take your your relationship with you know uh, with with God. Take your, um, you know, your business. Take all those important, like those five to seven important buckets that you have in your world, and you look for, you know, and, and you write them down on a piece of paper, and then put three lines: positive, equal, negative. You need three partners. If I want to become a national champion in wrestling, I need somebody who is way better than me, somebody that can just beat the crap out of me that I can learn from, right? I need you know, that coach, that mentor, right? I need that as a father. I need that in all my areas of life. Then I also need an equal. I need somebody who like, we're together that if I'm not showing up on ready to go, like spot on, ready on this, like he's going to get the better of me. And if, if he shows up like that, I'm going to get the better of him. So it's like, he's getting better, I'm getting yeah. better. And then you need that that negative, right? That's somebody that I can like teach to, you know, that easy day of practice when I'm really sore and I just want, or I really want to work this new move or this technique. So I'm going to grab you know, it's a joke. I love the joke that me, it was the UFC champion <laughs> and just get to, you know, Work my easy stuff on him. No. Uh, But you just grab that like younger kid that's not at that level yet that you got to bring up along through. And if you have those people, somebody that's better, you know, the same and a little bit worse that you can teach and go to, you're going to be successful in whatever that realm is going to be. That's great. Eventually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Great advice. If you could go back in time, Jake, I know at 38 years old, you know, you've done a lot already and learned a ton and you're full of wisdom. I'm sure we could talk for three hours, which we won't, but. And this podcast would just be incredible, full of valuable tips. But if you could go back in time and just give one piece of advice to your younger self, have you ever thought about like what that one piece of advice would be if you had to limit it to one? Yeah, I've thought about it because it's
1: like so many times, right? Like so many people think like, uh, go back to my younger self and be like, hey, buy Bitcoin early, right. you, know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like buy more real mm-hmm. estate. Um I thought about this, like I just would really want to tell myself to just believe in yourself more, and just just put more trust and ownership in yourself more is what it is. But I also come to the conclusion that I wouldn't want to do that, like like for so much fear of I wouldn't end up exactly where I'm at. Not to say I couldn't be in a better spot, but if I went back and gave myself, like I'm really grateful at this point for not winning an Olympic gold medal, because if I did win that Olympic gold medal. I don't think I would have met my wife and married who I am and have my kids and my family, right? I I think that having that Olympic gold medal might've made me pass her up, right? Uh, Or or just like not value the relationship as much of where I'm at. So I really believe everything happens for a reason and God has plans for us. That's probably one of the hardest things. Like if you look at my, my results from there, it's a lot of controversial scoring, right? So in reality, right, there were six or seven refs working with each other in a pool, and I got screwed, right? I, uh, I didn't win the match. Uh, I was winning against the, the guys 2-0 against going into that Olympics, and he won an Olympic gold medal. I lost him right there in the quarters, and then I fall down. And to go to the match, to get bronze. I don't even get that either because of another refereeing call. So it sucks, but if, the, if one of the worst things that ever happens to me in my life is not winning an Olympic gold medal... Like, what the hell am i complaining about right like right. it sucks i put so much into it but i i love where i'm at and i wouldn't want to do anything to disrupt that so i if i had the ability to go back in time and do it again i wouldn't want to for fear of of messing this up right yeah. like, and i i don't know i just i just i'm just too happy with where i'm at like i'm i'm grateful yet i'm not satisfied if
0: that makes sense yeah yeah i love that and i'm glad that god knows the perfect plan for our life and that we can walk in know, that right? and that he, we can trust him with that because we don't always know what's going to be best for us. Like you said, you, you, you and I have no way of knowing had our life took a different turn, gold medal, let's say in the Olympics or whatever the things are, what other ripple effects that changes? Who knows? So, and even the fact that you're accepting that even more lends proof to the fact that back to the analogy of the positive dog and the negative dog, you're feeding the positive dog enough because it'd be really easy to go feed that negative dog of the ref this and the ref that and just think where you'd be today, mentally, emotionally, relationally, like that would not serve you well in any, any of us. Well, right. So I, I love your mindset. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you're, you're, uh, you're the most easygoing, chill, nicest. I mean, one of, I'll just say you're one of you're in that category. Nicest guys I've ever met. And I'm glad we met. In fact, we met through the dad edge yeah. podcast and the dad edge Summit in October in St. Louis, and and I'm glad our paths crossed. It's been it's been awesome. Hey, what just no? And go I go ahead Alan, before
1: I can I stop because I want to give you some praise because I've been doing the my my AM routine shifted because of you the way that you structure your prayer in that morning, right? Because I would always wake up and start with gratitude, and now it's exactly it is. I give gratitude to God for what I have and everything, that I pray to Him, you know, for uh, to help and, and be with other people, and then I ask him directly, you know, what I need for myself. And that is, uh, that is straight from, from, <laughs> from being me and connecting with you. So I just wanted to give you praise about that too. Just let you know how much of an impact. Cause now when I do that, I also think of Alan Lane every single time, like every single morning that's on my mind. So it's, it's linked there and you have that, that mind shift. So I just want to really thank you for that. Cause that's been a huge, part of taking me to another level that I didn't know I could you know, get to. I love it, Jake.
0: Thank you for saying that. And what's so cool about the, even just think, reflecting on that is you mentioned a little bit ago some some tips, some great tips. And one of them was the people you surround yourself with. You remember I mentioned that five or 10 minutes ago. You, you talked about that. And I was having my own morning routine, quiet time, Bible time, that didn't look exactly like what I shared with you at that summit that day in the journaling and the start and the way I do all that and start off with the gratitude and the journal and all that. And it was through my iron sharpens iron mastermind that I'm a part of that somebody in there shared this way of going about it in the morning that I adopted and implemented and liked so much I shared it with you. So, I mean, it's just more evidence to the fact that, you know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, but at the same time being around people and hearing different things you know, different perceptions, different ideas—they're game changers so often at of the time. I'm, I'm glad we don't have to live in a bubble, and I feel sorry for those that do, and are trying to go through this life thinking they can do it all on their own. You know, they're smart enough and wise enough, and I guess that was me for many years too. So I get the, I get it, but it's it's not wisdom, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: none of us, none of us are smarter than all of us, no. man. man. And if you're not. And I'll, I'll I'll do that now. If you're listening to this and you're not part of a tribe or something like that, like stop, go find one. Right? Like, it, it, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be there in person. It can be local. It can be something as small as like a, a church group that you join or or something there. But if you don't have what you're looking for, either start it or go find one. And and that's kind of like, and that's kind of how we met and how I ended up in this realm and space. Because if I look at my whole life, high school, going into a wrestling room to be the best in the nation, right? With with some of the best kids in the nation. Like I'm there with kids that go off to college and everything like this. I mean, I had two, two sixths of our Olympic team was from my from my area. So that's that's like one third.
0: Right? Yeah, Decented yeah, now. one
1: third. Um, yeah, so, and then like, and then I go into the college room and I have these kids that are either, you know, Northwestern University, those are smart kids. So I have like, Several friends build huge companies that are so much more intelligent than I'll ever be and and we had this awesome you know wrestling community but I'm in a room with a group of men every day looking to be the best of themselves and then you go to the guys that's training with the Olympics, the same thing. these guys want to be the best in the world and that spills over into other categories. And then when I when I retired in 2016 I didn't have it I spent about a year or two just lost trying to figure it out and Found the dad edge and joined the podcast and kind of like a, jumped in and, and just found found my new tribe of Olympic guys to do life with. So you, I just can't I can't tell you like how important that is to have of just looking at these different perspectives because sometimes we're so in on the weeds we're like this that we don't get to see the thirty thousand foot view over you and then somebody like Alan's like well oh, hey I've been doing it this way and I'm like oh my god that just you know I thought I had this perfect and you just. Here's here's a way to just improve it, just a little bit. And that's all you need. That, that yeah. tweak of one degree done over thousands of miles, you're in a completely different place. Yeah. So I just I love that. That's what I love about yep. the world and life and where we're at. I'm
0: glad you said that. Super valuable. Everyone needs to be a part of a tribe and and have people that are building yep. them up and seeing their blind spots. They're called blind spots for a reason and just so many things we <laughs> could go into on that. But hey, I wanted to ask, like, what is maybe one success quote? that you would be willing to share? And I don't know if it's the same one you you shared a minute ago about doing what you want, when you want, with who you want, but maybe it's that or something different. Do you have a success quote that you love? I have two mantras that I continue to do and I just did this one at at Beat the Streets, right? Because,
1: so the two that I like together, it's um, normal people practice until they get it right. Champions practice until they can't get it wrong. Oh, Right. We are a master. Like we are reptilian. I love that one. And then I link that one with the champion's creed. And I'll I'll run around the house saying this that I'm not judged on the number of times I fail. I'm judged on the number of times I succeed. And the number of times I succeed is directly related to the number of times I fail and I keep going. Ooh. So when I link those two together, ooh, like that's good. That's that's where it is. Like you know, those two. And then I'm a quote machine, Alan. Like if if you guys ever want to see it, like I have a, a note on my phone that anytime I hear a good quote, I take it and I put it in there. So I have about probably like 350 quotes, but I hate losing more than you love winning. That was a great one for like the wrestling mats. Uh, there are just so many. I actually did this challenge with Dr. Gilbert where you, know, you go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way through Z. And then you put a positive quote for every single letter and then you memorize it. And then it changes your core beliefs, your limiting belief, your programming. You want to talk about the best hour you can invest in yourself. Take a piece of paper, write A through Z and go find the best quotes and then memorize it. Make flashcards until you can just spit them all out, all work it spans to fill, you know, the fill the time allowed, B to have because of this, something good will happen. And you just Program that, and then all of a sudden I'm running through and my mind is always finding ways that I see something happen and I tie it to one of those positive quotes and it just continues to affirm that Oh yeah. so I, I am a quote machine. I love positive quotes, and we'll go into a quote off with with anybody about that because that's just that's just all programming. right That is so all big. programming.
0: Change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. <sighs> so good, man. We might have to have you come yeah. back on here one of these days, Jake, and just have a be honored quote off. That you know, would be awesome. Be, as, as long as you're not making
1: me spell them out, you know. that's you don't uh, have that's to spell my weak points. You don't have to spell. <laughs> we could just
0: let you just go to town on quotes, and and it can just people could just yeah. play it on loop on their drive. Wouldn't that be cool?
1: Yeah, it'd be awesome. That's 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 what it, I mean. That's what I do, and I program kids constantly we did that in the beat the streets clinic two days ago just every time getting to do normal people practice until what they get it right you know champions practice so i can't get it wrong who am i i'm a champion right and then just boom these kids hearing this over and over and over once they hear this hundreds and hundreds and thousands of times they're going to start to believe 100 and we have that opportunity of every time we interact with our kids and our children we are programming them yeah. so i'm really really intentional about that for my kids. And it's yeah. great.
0: So good. I so good. What is fun. one of the best habits would you say that has helped you in your success? Just in some rapid fire questions here as we wrap this up.
1: <clears throat>
0: drinking water, right? This is my small water junk. Normally I
1: have my big gallon, but I'm very good at leaving them. I think it's in my office and I have three more coming for Christmas. So I'm not allowed to buy any more at this point. <laughs> so I'm just using little ones, but drinking drinking water, it was such a big habit. And then breathing, there's just um, four, seven eighth. Four, seven, eight um, by Dr. Uh, Weil, I believe from Harvard. He was the Harvard Medical Journal and said that out of all the things that he published in 20 years, that four seconds in, hold for seven, and then out for eight, doing that eight times through, that is like taking a cheating health supplement, right? Any one that you have or that you take on there too, just doing, pausing and taking that breath work those two habits and then my physical health, right? My physical health and my programming, like gratitude, gratitude. Gratitude was, is, is one I've been doing for 10 years now that that is one of practicing that habit too. So I'd say like, those are my musts, like no day goes by that I'm not drinking a gallon of water, that I'm not doing my breathing, that I'm not doing my gratitude. And then, um, the, the one that I've really like recently figured out is leading with love, right? Cause it's, it, It just conquers all. And I'm programming that in my kids' mind. Every time we watch a movie and then the good guy wins, I'm just constantly screaming, Love wins. And they're screaming the same thing because it's just when you lead with love and you take that out there, there's no especially when you're coming from a place of love, like it's it's impossible to beat. It is like the best superpower, the best thing out there when you when you just come from that place.
0: So those are the I just rapid fire answers Dude, that helps. I love it. that's some awesome answers what What is one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever received, Jake oh, Don't take life too seriously. we're never
1: getting out of here alive uh, so I always have fun. I mean even in like the suffering I mean I would I would <laughs> I don't think I'd ever get through buds or hell camp or anything in the Navy seal because I just I like to have too much fun and joke. Even when things are the hardest and at the most inappropriate time, that's where I like to be able to crack a smile. I and mean, if you can't laugh at yourself, I mean, let I me mean, come on. This is this is. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not here for a long time, and death and taxes, right? Yeah. Everybody's going to be in the same position 100 days. So why not? Why not enjoy it? Why not find more time for laughter and joy? Yeah. So I, I love that one.
0: Not only that, it makes it more enjoyable for everybody around you. So I, I like that. I yeah. like that tip. When you think about the future, what is exciting you currently?
1: Gosh, right now it's just—it's just, it's just my—I love where I'm at. Like I'm in a place in my life that I don't need to do too much different, right? Just little tweaks here and there of being one degree left or right. But the things that really excite me is just watching my kids grow and knowing that I have the body and the physical health to get to enjoy the things with them. Yeah, right. To to go out there on the runs with them, to go out there and exploring, to have the the, the bandwidth to be in the wrestling room with them. To be on the mat, to do certain things, to be able to wear a grinch shirt and take off a Thursday and and
0: just go into their school for their holiday parties, right? Like I'm, I'm super blessed about that stuff. Yep. Absolutely, I love it. Yeah. What is the best way for our listeners to connect with you, Jake, and follow along on your journey? Oh, you can
1: sh- basically shoot me an email, <laughs> Jake.herbertwatt at gmail.com. I always email people back. I love checking that too, and I have a lot of accountability groups. You know, but the other way, day to day, if you want to find me regularly, it's 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 joining me at the with the Dad Edge, you know, the the Business Boardroom Mastermind. That's predominantly where I put about twenty hours of my my time and my my group my tribe that I do the most with. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but I, I don't have anything that like I really sell on there or, or, or do too much on that. So, um, but you can follow along. Uh, I, I look to produce, not consume from those aspects of it. And I'm just on there so that like, I have have a big following of people that want to see my kids and things from time to time. So it's just a good way to kind of follow along in their life. But just engage with
0: me. You'll become better. I love it. So we'll drop in the show notes, the uh, email address, the info on the Dad Edge boardroom and your Instagram and Facebook. So you all can find that there. And I'm going to give you, this has been awesome, man. I'm going to give you the closing comment. Any closing words you might want to share with our Life's Hard Succeed Anyway listeners.
1: Yeah, just, um, just a challenge, right? Every day and every way, I'm getting better and better, right? That's, that's not just a mantra that I say, that's a core belief. So I want to challenge you that to say that, to write it down, and to think about, well, what are you going to do, right? By, by hearing that and saying that, what am I going to do that's going to be a little challenging so I can get better today? And don't focus on, hey, I got to change everything. How do I improve just 1%? Right, one little increment. That would be my challenge. My ending quote for for people here and and to connect. Right, to take the shot. Where you miss, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yep. Wayne Gretzky slash Michael Scott. Right. Yep. Like, they yep. <laughs> like, like, go for it. So, yeah, I just, I just very honored to to be here to have people listen. I just hope that this um, this help people. You know, is going to help people to take action.
0: and help them level up. Appreciate it, Jake. This has been awesome, man. Thank you so much, brother, for making time to come on here. My honor, Alan. Thank you. If you love this podcast, grab some of Alan's free resources on his website at alanblain.com, spelled A-L-L-A-N-B-L-A-I-N.com. You can also find links to Alan's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there in his contact page. Lastly, if you can leave a five-star review for us on your favorite podcast app, that will get these messages out to more
1: people, and it will really mean the world to us. Thanks in advance, and make it a great day.